Welcome to today's audio podcast from the Church at Bushland. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of the Church at Bushland and would like to enjoy more resources and weekly updates, we hope you will visit our website at thechurchatbushland.com or download our app for both iOS and Android devices by searching for The Church at Bushland. We'd love to know how this ministry is touching your life. Please take a moment to let us know by emailing us at media at thechurchatbushland.com. Also, if you would like to support this ministry financially, you can do so by visiting thechurchatbushland.com slash give. We jumped in a series back at the beginning of the summer uh, called the Seven um, Longings of the Human Heart. And I told you it'd be kind of choppy because there's a lot of things that interrupt that in the summer. But we are in number four, and today is the longing for beauty. The longing for beauty. Beauty is captivating in all forms. Would you agree? From sunsets to sunrises to big thunderstorms to incredible lightning to fresh fallen snow to mountaintops, endless oceans, flower petals, autumn paintbrushes, starry nights, full moons, and brand new little babies. You can see the beauty of the Lord everywhere. Everywhere. And here's the deal. Even the hardest cat there is, is drawn to beauty. They're drawn to beauty. They are. We devote countless hours, years, and even lives in wonder and the pursuit of beauty. We write songs and poetry and devotion books all about beauty. We spend blood, sweat, and tears in an attempt uh, if we, to attempt to discover if we have any beauty within ourselves. We are a people marked by a need for beauty. The longing for beauty is an incredible gift given to us by our Heavenly Father. Every time we look upon something beautiful, we get a glimpse in the beautiful heart of God. Our God is a perfect creator who makes beautiful things. Here's the struggle that we have. We're, we're built with these longings. We're built with the longing of beauty. We want to know first and foremost if we're beauty, if we're beautiful. Girls struggle with this much more than guys, but do not separate the fact that guys struggle as well. We want to know we're beautiful. Can I say this before we ever jump in? When you run to the lap of the Father and see the beauty of Him, you will find the beauty of you. And until you run there, you will be in an endless search that you will never find. Can't find it. Can't find it. You cannot find beauty apart from the Creator's lap because the Creator made you and you're His creation. You are and you're beautiful. Everything He is and does is beautiful in its own way. So when you feel the longing to be beautiful or to see beauty, you're really feeling a longing for Almighty God. You were created to look upon your Creator in all His power and glory that you may stand in awe of His indescribable beauty for all eternity. I want to look this morning at just a couple different areas, really five 
We could look at many, but I only want to look at five. These are simply a look at the ways God is beautiful. Number one, God is beautiful in creation. Genesis 1.27, so God created man in his own image, and in the image of God, he created him, male and female, he created them. You've heard it said, God doesn't make junk. And amen, God didn't make junk. And can I say this to you? Because somebody in here is saying this to their mirror in their bathroom. God made a mistake with me. God messed up. Why am I like this? Why do I look like this? Man, the skinniest girl in high school thinks she's fat. Everybody with a nose thinks it's too big. Everybody has ears thinks there's droops. Everybody has hair thinks they should have more hair. Amen? Everybody thinks... <laughs> Y'all sure took a long time on that. But, but here's the deal. Everybody at one time or another, has looked at themselves and questioned creation. They said, God did this wrong, made a mistake here. Why don't I have this? Why don't I look like hers? Why don't I look like him? Listen to me. Every six-pack, eight-pack, 10-pack, 12-pack <laughs> becomes a big pot eventually. <laughs> just saying. Just happens, okay? Every tight thing wrinkles. Every strutting thing walks with a cane eventually. <laughs> it's just life. And you can't get all vain chasing stuff that you won't catch. You may delay it for a little while. I'm not saying don't work out, don't eat right, don't take care of yourself. That's not what I'm saying. But you may delay it for a season, but my friend, it will gain on you and catch you and outrun you before you ever know it. All right? And trust me, you will wear glasses before you hit Jesus' presence because your eyes just do weird things after time. All right? These things right here used to 10 years ago help me see things. There's no difference right now. I don't even know why I have more because they don't do anything for me. I'm just telling you, but I have, a, I have an appointment Friday. I'll take care of that, all right? But I'm just, we'll get some new ones. But, but I'm telling you, we chase things and we try to improve things that God's already satisfied with, okay? Listen, longer eyelashes, better tan, tighter skin, tucky cheeks, doesn't matter. You're still his and he still loves you. Chase him and you'll love you. Just telling you, you chase him and you'll love you. But as long as you're chasing the world, you'll never be satisfied. Because there's always somebody prettier, sweeter, tighter, stronger, more handsome, more beautiful in your eyes. Promise you. Never be satisfied. Never. I want you to go to Psalm 139. Very familiar passage, but I love to read it because I think we need to hear it often. Psalm 139. Verse 13, for you created my inmost being, you knit me together in my mother's womb. And this is something we should do more. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. 
My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in a secret place. When I was woven together in the depths of the earth, your eyes saw my unformed body and all the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. If you have your own Bible today, will you please draw a line and put stars around, I will praise you. My friend, if you will get in the habit of praising God for who he made in you and who you are, you absolutely, I'm telling you right now, it'll set you free if you can stand and say, I praise you, God, for what you made in me. I praise you. I no longer, the rest of my life, will spend endless, empty days comparing myself to anybody other than you. I just want to be like you. I want your heart. I want to beat for the things you beat for. And I want to chase for the things you chase for. And I will not take the bait of the world that says, come follow me and I'll give you everything you want. No, Jesus said, you taste and see that the Lord is good. You taste and see that the Lord is good. He is beautiful in creation and you got to be able to say it, my friend. You got to come to a point where you can say he's beautiful in creation. God is beautiful in salvation. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Romans 5.8 says, Yes, but God demonstrated his own love to this. While we were still sinners, while I was still a sinner, Christ died for me. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says this, Therefore, and you always want to ask, why is that therefore, therefore? If anyone is in Christ, in Christ, he is a new creation. The old is gone and the new has come. See, in that water right there, I misspoke a while ago because Kristen entered the water. I said, this is Kristen Davis, but she's really a miracle. I could have said that about all four of them. All four. Because what entered that water was an individual that was once blind, but now they see. Hey, listen to me. Look at yourself someday in the mirror and say, I am a miracle. Just look at yourself and say, I'm a miracle. I'm a miracle. See, sometimes people say, I don't believe in miracles. Man, you got to believe in yourself. It's very important to believe in yourself. True. God made you, formed you in your mother's womb. Creation is a miracle. And salvation is another miracle. He took you when you were dead, and he raised you up. Amen. Once your home was destined to be hell, but by the gift of the cross, he gave you heaven. He set you free, man. You should be free indeed. You are a miracle. You're a miracle. Flat out miracle. And I praise you. I'm looking at miracles. I'm looking at them. God is beautiful in salvation. You got to believe that. He's beautiful in creation but he's also beautiful in salvation. Amen. Beautiful in salvation. Number three, God is beautiful in forgiveness. Mm. Man, Woo. he is beautiful in forgiveness. First John 1, 9, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. David said in Psalm 51, 7, Cleanse me with hyssop, and I will be clean. Wash me, and I will be whiter than snow. I'm telling you right now, my friends, I'm so grateful this side of the cross for forgiveness. That I don't have to walk out and be perfect. I will make mistakes, and I will fail, 
but I will always be trying to be like him. I, 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 my foot will go in my mouth. I will speak before my heart's ever engaged. I will say stuff that's flat out rude. And I need God to forgive me. And I'm going to tell you right now, that blood that dripped from the cross still drips today. It does. And it'll drop on your sin and cover it white as snow today. Listen, if you're sitting in here, you say, yeah, I'm saved, I'm born again, but I have messed up, stumbled, and now I've just quit on Christ because I flat out don't think I can ever do what he wants me to do. Don't buy that lie. Don't buy that lie. He wouldn't save you if you couldn't do it. He, he, the power that resurrected Christ from the dead lives in you, my friend. And whatever you have done or stepped into or choice you made, it is undoable. God can forgive you and wash you and clean you. It can be white as a snowflake, my friend, and forgiven. Just put yourself in a position to receive the forgiveness of the king. Just like in 1 John 1, 9, he'll cleanse you, set you back out there, and he'll believe in you more than you believe in yourself. You can be forgiven today. And God is beautiful in forgiveness. Beautiful in forgiveness. A couple of more. God is beautiful in grace. Beautiful. Unmerited favor. The grace of God. None of us deserve it. None of us deserve it. I want you to go to, I want you to, go to John's gospel. John 8. I want you to see grace just all over this. John 8. Look at verse 1. Jesus went to the Mount of Olives at dawn and appeared again to the temple courts where all the people gathered around him and he sat down to teach them. The teacher of the law and the Pharisees brought a woman caught in adultery. They made her stand before the group and said to Jesus, Teacher, this woman was caught in the act of adultery and the law of Moses commanded us to stone such a woman. Now what do you say? They were asking and using this question to trap in order to have a basis for accusing Jesus. But Jesus bent down and started to write on the ground with his finger. While they kept on questioning him, he straightened up and said to them, If any one of you is without sin, let him be the first to throw a stone at her. And again, he stooped down and began to write on the ground. Verse 9 says that at this, those who heard began to go away one at a time. The oldest ones first until only Jesus was left with the woman still standing there. Jesus straightened up and asked her, Woman, where are they? Has no one condemned you? She said, no one, sir. Then neither do I condemn you. Jesus declared, go now and leave your life of sin. Mm. Ever been there? I'm not saying caught in adultery, but I'm just saying flat jack caught messed up. And God said, I forgive you. My grace covers you. Go leave your life of sin. Go make better choices. Make better decisions. That's not who you are. That's not what I died for. I know who lives inside of you. You need to change your friends. You need to change your location. You need to change your behavior. But listen to me. I, my grace covers you. You're forgiven. You're restored. You're free. Go leave that life of sin. Let me tell you, the grace of God is incredible. You have a longing to hear a voice of your heavenly Father who calls you lovely no matter who you are and what you've done in the world's eyes. That's what she received. She received nothing but the grace of Jesus. He said, where are those that condemn you? There are none, sir. Then neither do I. 
condemn you. Man, that's beautiful. He is beautiful in grace. And last is this. God is beautiful in his presence. Mm. Psalm 27, 4 says this. One thing I ask of the Lord, this is what I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to seek him in his temple. <laughs> one thing I ask, one thing I need, one thing. See, we think we need a whole lot of other stuff, but what we really need is just to be in his presence. Listen to me, how many of you, after that worship and after this time in church, would walk out of here and say, that's exactly what I needed today? What I needed. That's what it feels like every day, just be in his presence. Every single day to walk in the presence of the Lord. When you're in the presence of the Lord, all the things of the world pale in comparison. And the only thing important is you and Jesus. Listen to me. That's what we need. He is beautiful in his presence. There's some people in this room that just need to sit in his presence. You say, well, don't I need to read my Bible? Or don't I need to pray? Or don't I need to journal? You can do all of those things. Don't I need to worship? You can do that too. But sometimes what you need to do is just sit and be still and know that he is God. Just sit in his presence. You don't have to speak and maybe he doesn't have to speak. And maybe what he does is this. And he just hugs you. And you get up and you know, no matter what they say, you're special. No matter what they say, he has a plan for you. No matter what they say, you have purpose. No matter what they say, you got a future. No matter what you say or what they say, he's got you. Because sometimes, man, we forget he's got us. We do. We think we're out there all alone and we say these words, where are you? He's there, but you just got to sit and listen to him. Don't ever, 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 ever in life outrun the presence of God. If your life is moving at such a fast speed that it's been a long, long time since you sat in his presence, you're going too fast. Can I just tell you that? You're going too fast. Too fast. You've got to slow down or maybe you just need to stop. But the greatest attribute you can put in your life is the discipline of doing nothing and sitting in the presence of God. Let me tell you how much wiser you'll be. You may tell you how much smarter you'll be. You may tell you how much more better decisions you'll make, how many better choices you'll make. You may tell you all these things. You'll do all of that when you sit in his presence. There's a mom in here that says, I need to be a better mom. I need to read this, read this, read this. No, you don't. You need to sit with him. I need to be a better dad than sit with the father. He'll tell you how to be a better dad. Everything you need in life, you'll find in his presence. Everything. Every answer, every question you got will be answered in the presence of the Lord. So may we pursue the beauty of God and live in his glorious freedom and his boundless communion with him. May we stay there forever, man. As we move to a time of invitation this morning, I simply have one question.
We've met in His presence, no doubt about it. He has spoken, no doubt. My question is, what has the Holy Spirit said to you? What's He said to you? You're beautiful because He's beautiful. He's beautiful in creation. He's beautiful in salvation. He's beautiful in forgiveness. He's beautiful in His grace, and He's beautiful in His presence. What do you need today? What do you need today? What's the Spirit saying to you today? I'm going to invite you to do this. Let's stand together. I'm going to invite our altar team to come down at this time. I'm going to simply pray over us while you get the blood flowing back to your legs and you stretch a little bit. If you need to come this morning, I want you to know something. There's freedom to come. If you need to come to the altar, you need to come to prayer for prayer. Maybe you're sitting here today and you said, man, all through worship, all I kept saying, all I kept hearing ever since baptism is you need to be born again. You need to come to Christ. You need to be born again. If that's you today, don't leave here like that. Come, come, come. There's a beautiful God wanting to spend time with you. Let him spend time with you today. Let's pray together. Father, we love you. Father, this invitation time is your time. It's the time that we respond to what you said to us. God, you're a beautiful God. A beautiful God. And all that you do is beautiful. And the reason that you do it is to draw us to you, not to the world. We can run to the world's beauty, but it won't satisfy. We run to your beauty and we're satisfied. So God, help us run to you today. Wherever we are in this worship center, whatever you said to us through the Holy Spirit, may we be obedient to you today for your glory. In Christ's name, amen. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast from the Church at Bushland. We exist to help people know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. We hope you will stay connected by following the ministry on Facebook and Instagram, by using the Church at Bushland, and on Twitter by using at TCA Bushland. 